Are you ready to listen to a podcast? podcast. Here comes the Playhouse Podcast. Thanks to Bradshaw and Brian Law Offices. Find, subscribe, and listen. Uh, this past Saturday, we had a huge party at my place for Trisha's beating cancer. We called it the uh, FU Cancer Extravaganza. Yep. Uh, food, booze, big bonfire. A lot of people I hadn't seen in a while. And uh, it, when you're playing host, I felt like I was kind of running around. I didn't get to spend a whole lot of time with, like, I- individual people. Because people just kind of kept it. It was very weird because everybody just came around the side of our house. Like, nobody came to the front door because it was out back on our patio. And so people were just coming around the side and then leaving and kind of coming and going. So I strike up a conversation with a guy that I used to be really, really good friends with in town. He used to coach baseball with. And he's been uh, divorced for, I don't know, a better part of 10 years right now. Here's the scenario. He does a lot of traveling for his job right now. And after COVID kind of started dissipating, he was on the road a lot. And we're having a drink and he's like, I got to tell you the story. I think he probably went to the radio because he told it very elaborately. I'm going to break it down for you. So he's at a hotel and he's part of this convention. And for about four hours, like they get done with dinner, they go to the hotel bar and he starts striking up a conversation with this lady and he's catching the vibe. And for four hours, they sit there, they drink, they have some laughs and the bar's about ready to shut down. It's like one or two o'clock in the morning and they're just alone. Just those two at the bar for probably like an hour, hour and a half. And he goes, you know what? I think she said something like, I'm going to grab a cab. And he goes, actually, you know what? I have a room here. Mm -hmm. At the hotel. Would you like to see it? She goes, of course. Classic line. So they walk to his hotel room. He opens the door, sits down. Would you like a drink? Sure. Grabs something out of the mini bar, gives her a little drink. Mm -hmm. They're sitting on the edge of the bed. And he leans in to give her a kiss. And she goes, oh, no, 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 no. I have a boyfriend. Wow. Right? She let it get that far, huh? That's that's what he goes, was I wrong to be angry that I bought her drinks for two hours? She said yes to come back to my room. She sat mm-hmm. on my bed, took her shoes off. Yeah. So and yesterday, then sprung the boyfriend thing on me. When you said that you had a situation like this, you didn't tell me anything else. I was driving home yesterday and I'm like, where could he go with this? And I was thinking maybe she went up to the hotel and then she's like, sure, I'll spend the night, but I'm going to sleep in the bed. You get the couch. I thought that that was like what you were angry about. Didn't even get to that point. I was just, listen, that is, that is a whole big bait and switch. That is. How do you go back to the room? Yeah. And then say, I got a boyfriend. Right. What, and I go, I go, something had to have happened. What, what did you do wrong that made her not want to climb in. This is a message for guys, though, too. Okay, so if we are upfront and honest and you still keep buying us drinks. That's fine. Uh, if that's she's got on a ring you. on, that's on us. Yep. Okay. But every indication was that she was single. She was drinking and laughing and the Ready slight touch bump. and everything like that. Do you want the words? Do you want to see my hotel room? Yes. To me, mean one thing only. And when she said yes, and they got in the room, and he shut the door, and she took her shoes off, and he poured her a drink, and she sat on the end of the bed, all of that could have had the words, oh, I wonder what my boyfriend's doing right now, or something like that, where what he could have went. What would be worse to you as a guy? What would be worse? Uh, she's got a boyfriend, or she refuses to do anything? Well, the boyfriend thing, I think. 
both are going to end up the same way. Because some so, some people are just like, nope, I'm not going to do it before marriage. Nope, I'm not going to. What, whatever. You've got all those. But the thing is, if you have a boyfriend, you should have never said yes to the going back to the room to begin with. Absolutely. But I don't even have a problem with you getting some free drinks. I got zero problems with that. Yeah. But the flirtatious nature... And then going back to the room and then taking off your shoes, then sitting on the end of the bed and taking another drink. Mm-hmm. All are clear indicators that you're down to get down. I want to bring Melissa on the show as we were discussing uh, a guy that I had, had a conversation with over the weekend. Hadn't talked to him in a while. But he's been divorced probably 10 years and he travels a lot. So he's at the hotel bar one night and hits it off with this lady. And they're like talking for like four hours. It gets really flirtatious. She's got the hand on the arm and yeah. and it hits last call. And she's like, I should go. I got to get a cab. And he goes, actually, I have a room here. Would you like to see it? She goes, yep. They go to his room. She takes off her shoes. He goes, would you like a drink? She goes, yeah. Pours her a drink. They're sitting on the edge of the bed. He goes in for a kiss. Mm-hmm. She goes, oh, no, 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 no. I have a boyfriend. And he's like. I didn't get <clears throat> visibly angry, but I was so PO'd. Right. And I just told her, All right, let me call you a cab then. So my question is, as a lady, Melissa, does he have a right to get PO'd in your eyes? Yes. Yep. That's I agree. Makes signals, she right? Totally let him on. Yeah. She's, she totally let him on, and it's her fault for doing that. Yeah. Well, obviously nothing happened. He didn't blow up in her face or anything like that or scare her. Uh, He was a gentleman about it. But um, I do think it's our responsibility as women, like to not let it go that far. You know, like we have to protect ourselves because we don't know how someone's going to react to us lying. That could have been really bad for her. Right. And then. And then she'd blame him. Yeah, yeah right. I, yeah, it's, it, 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 was a, it was a huge, huge tease. So, uh, but you have he's, he has every right to be mad, is what you're saying. Yep. Yeah. All right. Hey, I thanks agree. for your thoughts. I really appreciate it. And you're not alone. Thanks, Melissa. Uh, almost everybody texting in says absolutely. He absolutely should be mad. Um. Yeah. Totally has the right to just. What did he say? What does that say? Oh, be ticked off. Totally has the right to be ticked off. I just. It's such a weird situation, man. Like. All the options were there to chime in and say, hey, I've got a boyfriend. Well, but she waited of, till the very last second. Yeah, ladies, think of if that happened to you where you're sitting there and you think that this guy's hot and you're flirting with him all night and he's flirting back. And then you're like, maybe let's go to another bar. And he's like, sure, my girlfriend's going to meet us over there. Is that OK? You know that? How would that make you feel like, dang, I just wasted so much time. So and, and especially when a guy is spending the money to treat you. I know that it's nice to get a few free drinks. Man, I just think the the message of, sure, I'll come back to your room, is a clear message to me. And the part was, uh, here's what I felt the worst about. I had had about four or five beers at the time when he was telling me the story. So I was laughing uncontrollably that this happened to him. Someone says clear it up. He still got her a cab. Yeah, he called her a cab. He said, let me call you a cab. Wow. Uh, Like I said, things could have been so much worse for her if she ended up with that guy that can't handle it because it's been done to him too many times before. Yeah. So don't put yourself in that position, ladies. And it's really not his fault. If she didn't uh, let anything out or, or expose any, like, I have a boyfriend signs, then... 
I feel bad for him. Yeah, I, that's it. It's almost a pity thing. A man is wanted for shooting at a stop sign in Little Falls on Monday night. A white man in his mid-40s, about six feet tall, got out of his black SUV at the crossing of Iris Road and 160th Avenue, kind of stood in front of his vehicle and uh, squared up, shot the stop sign with his pistol. No license plate has been uh, uh, given or The sign was talking to him. Was it? Yeah. Yeah, he's like going to have a showdown with that thing. Oh, what'd you say? What'd you say to me? You tried to tell me to stop? I'll stop when I want to stop. The man left the scene, headed towards Highway 10, just west of the intersection. So uh, I think it goes without saying. I would not try to apprehend this man. I agree with you. A new study published in Nature Medicine reveals that walking 8,600 steps a day will prevent weight gain in adults. So that's the number. That's the number. So if you got a pedometer or a watch that keeps your steps, you need 8,600 to prevent weight gain, and that's if you do no other exercise? Um, Correct. 11,000 steps, it cuts a person's risk of going overweight to obesity. CDC recommends walking for about 21 minutes a day. Once you do it, put some music in. Hey, our podcast, if you walk to the length of our podcast... You should be good to You'll go. be bored as hell, but you'll be getting your steps in. Right. Great. Or you'll be laughing like a lunatic, and all your neighbors are like, what is and she And that burns more calories, to? too. Yeah, it does. All right, so there was a fun moment in the middle of a literal disaster. So uh, down in Fort Myers, Florida, they're doing cleanup. Everybody is helping everyone. There was a piano that washed up, and this guy is like, let's see if it still works. Come on, play it, play it, please. That's so cool. So sometimes you see those amazing photographs that were taken, like after a tornado came through and the only thing standing was a piano and then the guy sits down and plays and cheers everybody up. That was kind of what the moment looked like from the video. So he just did his part, I guess. I need to pull you on something real quick. My wife and I take our golden doodle Addison for a short walk last night. And our neighborhood got added early as far as the Halloween decorations go. I mean, they were up a long time ago at some places. But we noticed last night that there's one place that really overdoes it. They've got the... Uh, the the thing from the lawn that puts the images up on the house. Yeah. So it's like a rotating ghosts and witch kind of thing. And they, they spin around and they got tons of decoration. They got pumpkins. They got a, uh, a coffin that's kind of half open. This is you know their I mean? holiday. Yeah, right. They go all out. But we noticed, and usually every time we go for a walk, we'll notice that they're going a little bit more. And they did a little bit more. And they did a little bit more. But now the sign is out at the front door. It says, no costume, no candy. Uh, so they're laying down the law. They're saying if you don't show up in yeah. a costume, you're not going to get any candy at their place. I totally agree with that. Really? Yes. Don't come to my house if you... <clears throat> okay, so this is the conversation we had in the car the other day. I'm like, when is too old for him to go? And Derek 18. goes, as long as he is dressing up and putting on a show, like the whole thing that goes along with Halloween, trick or treat, thank you, go for as long as you want. But I don't want a tween, someone that's like 13, 12, showing up with just jeans and a t-shirt on. What are you? What are you? So they don't get candy because their parents can't afford a costume? Well, probably ask a lot of questions. Then they'll just walk away. <laughs> You're not going to grill these Why guys. are you here? Where's your costume? Where's your mask? Where's your face paint? What's going on? They're going to call the cops and go, that creepy lady is asking a lot of questions, man. Good. 
I was just, it kind of took me back. And I started looking at all the angles and how woke our society is right now. And I was like, man, I bet you she gets a little bit shunned. Or they, I guess I don't even know who they are if they're a, a single person. They got to be a couple. They've got so much kid stuff out there. Yeah, but more candy for the people that put in the effort. I just wanted to get your thought real quick. So you're okay with the sign. You're asking the wrong person. I was raised in the Halloween capital of the world. Yeah. It is a big deal. And I just got Liam's costume for $12. What's if he, it's a money situation, a mummy. A mummy. I'm going to do his face all crazy uh, with some face paint. And just wrap him up with some older eggs. Yes. Right on. Yeah. So, I mean, you know where I went? That uh, warehouse, they have everything for like $8, $12. I mean, go and get something super cheap. I know Savers has all their Halloween stuff out. I wanted to just ping you real quick as the audience. Is it okay to put out a sign that says no costume, no candy? Hello, Tanya. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Great. Thank you. We were talking about uh, my wife and I went for a a walk last night and noticed that one of our neighbors has uh, the sign out and they do they do Halloween big like they got everything like you would be like this is where you would want to grow up. But the sign is out that says no costume, no candy. Agree or disagree with this? I would agree with it. Okay. Why so? The reason I would agree with it is because when I was growing up, I I was raised by a single mom. There was three children in the house. And we, my mom would be able to go out and buy, you know, back then it was 99 cents for that makeup kit. Yeah. Mm. And then she'd say, here you go, figure it out. And we would go through that house and figure out what we could put on, how we would want our makeup. And, you know, at some point in time, everybody plays some kind of sport or they have a jersey or anything like that. Anything you can find at home, a sheet, as a ghost, there are things at home that you can do to put on a costume. I agree with you. That is what Halloween's about. And it caused you guys to be creative and run around the house and look at the memory that you hold. You don't hold any resentment towards your mom, right? It was like... It's, no, it's it was life. the funnest time ever. Yes, and there is always a way to make yourself not look normal. You know what I mean? Rat up your yep. hair or... Absolutely. Join a morning radio show. Yeah, look right. tired. You see how Kat looks most times. <laughs> be like, uh, do you work mornings? Hey, thanks, Tanya. I really appreciate your thoughts on this. Yep. It's Jenea. Hi, Jenea. Hi, good morning. Hey, good morning. The, uh, the sign is out. It says, no costume, no candy. Agree or disagree with this? I definitely disagree. Okay, why? And I'll tell you why. Please. So, um, I was a teenager, a preteen, actually, that actually went trick-or-treating for the very first time, and I didn't have a costume. And the reason I was a preteen when I went trick-or-treating for the first time is because I was raised in a cult. Okay. <laughs> so, like, the people that I babysat for... I wasn't allowed to have friends that weren't part of that religion. Um, That's just part of the cult, right? And so the people that I babysat for, she, the mom actually took me out trick-or-treating one year. I did not have a costume. I did not put any sort of makeup on. I probably could have used some from her kids' costume kits, but I didn't. I didn't think about it. I was uber excited just to go and have the experience, and it changed my life. But I was given candy at the doors when I went to, and I think if I wasn't, I probably just would have felt more ostracized by the world. Didn't you feel I will tell like... you, as an adult... Go ahead. Mm-hmm. Sorry. I'm sorry. No, no I'm sorry. I, I was just going to say, like, as an adult, with my own child now, I do decorate. I hand out candy. And I've had preteens. I live in Brooklyn Park. I've had preteens that have come to my door 
and younger without costume, and I always give them candy because I would rather give them a 20 feet, 20 cent, 25 cent piece of candy from my bag, one or two, and joke around with them and send them on their way than not because I know that at least that's something constructive that they're doing. They're not out damaging my house. They're not out, you know, doing drugs or driving illegally or whatever else kids choose to do these days. I don't know. But I know that's something constructive and I can engage with them and they're going to remember me. Janaea, tell me more about the cult growing up. Like, were you able to do other other holidays or just not Halloween? No, no holidays at all. They were all considered pagan. Okay. So we couldn't do any holidays and we couldn't have any friends that weren't already part of the religion. So, like, even going to a public school, I couldn't talk to other kids. Where was this cult? Where, where did you grow up? What uh, what city? <laughs> it's a Jeho- I, I grew up kind of all over the Twin Cities. You grow a lot. But it's a Jehovah's Witness um, religion. Okay. They call it a religion, but it's, it's really a cult. And when you're an adult and you get out and you realize, you know, what your experience was, it was a cult. When did you get out? When you were 12? Um, no, I was probably, my mom got out of the religion before my dad did, and I was probably, oh, I don't know, eight, but my dad stayed in the religion, so we still had to practice that, even though we didn't go to the meetings, right? Were there any advantages to being part of something like this? This cult? No. Oh, okay. Absolutely not. So what's the appeal? Is the appeal that everyone is just brainwashed and they don't know what the appeal is? They're just there? Well, I I think the appeal for my parents was that, I mean, I have an older brother and sister who were born and raised in this cult. There's a 10-year gap between us, right? So Mm -hmm. we had very different experiences because I got out when I was young. They did not. But, like, I think when now that we talk about it that we're older at times, I think the appeal for my parents was this um, religion or cult, however you want to look at it, refers to themselves as the righteous ones because they believe in truth. Oh, yeah. So the truth is not religion. The truth is not celebrating holidays. Those are all made up by the devil and it's worshiping the devil. So if you believe in the truth in life, then you are the ones of the, you know, however many hundred that are going to be saved when there's a rapture on earth. Yeah. And I think for my parents, it was, we're talking truth here. Sure. So interesting. We're not talking something that's imaginative. And that's obviously yeah, yeah. why you go above and beyond for different holidays yeah. for your kids. Well, so. I'm so glad you got on the show today. I uh, I appreciate your thoughts and, uh, yeah. you know, g- good luck moving forward. This is so interesting. Yeah, you too. I would just definitely consider making those kids feel included versus excluded. Love it, it makes a difference. Thanks, Janae. Have a great day. Thanks. Still not going to. I don't think I've... <laughs> Put on, a, put on a costume or like at least like fake something, you know, like what rub some dirt on your cat? face. What if they're in a cult? What if they're trying to get out of the cult? I don't know what to tell you. And that one piece of candy could have helped get them out of the cult. And now you if said. If that's the case, if a small snack size. It changed Janae's life. Okay. You could change a kid's life by giving them some candy. That was a, a phenomenal backstory and a phenomenal experience. It hit me hard shared. when she goes, I was in a cult. I don't ever understand it, though, because you're not that far oh, in. I think I can. I can understand why people join these things. Well, I understand why they join because they're brought in and then they're promised the world. And then you get it's essentially it's bra- you being brainwashed. There's no way that you can make sense of anything. Yeah, we're all else brainwashed in one way or the other. That's not true. One way or the other. We're no, brainwashed. I'm not. I, gu- I guarantee 
guarantee you're blindly following somebody else's thoughts. Not one. On a daily basis. Nope. Have you heard what Mentos is doing? I the read fresh this. maker? Is it, what's the thing? Is it the Mentos fresh maker? Mentos freshness fresh goes better. Mentos freshness. Okay. Mm, okay. Anyways. <laughs> Sorry I asked, but anyways, what is Mentos doing? Well, now you know. Okay. So they have trained a group of raccoons to dig through trash in order to recycle their packaging and bottles. So these raccoons are trained to know what to uh, grab What is a number two plastic trash. and what isn't? Yeah. What can be recycled and what can't? It only took them 40 hours, a trainer, 40 mm. hours to train these very smart animals. Raccoons are very smart. I don't know if you know that. They're Ask scavengers. Them. They are, but they are also survivors. So they are very smart. So um, they, I guess, have a 75% success rate with this whole thing. So you're and telling they, me if they take 100 raccoons and try and teach them how to Dig through garbage and find stuff that hasn't been correctly recycled. They'll 75 of them will get it. They say that they're also big on, on mimicking, so they'll watch what the other one does. So what you got to uh, do is find the smartest they learn raccoon from the leader. and put them in the trash, and then the other ones will be like, ah, we got to do the same I wanna thing. I want to do what Johnny's doing. What about Addison? Does she do anything smart? <laughs> or like, I think the fact that uh, a pet can go to the front door and ring a bell yeah. when they feel like they have to go outside, I think that's pretty cool. Yeah, our dog hasn't had an indoor accident in years, so we put we bought these uh, like little jingle bells and we put them around the door yeah. handle, and the dog will go over there and hit it with her nose or her paw, and she'll know she wants to go outside. Sure. Uh, other than that, not really. That do- I mean, it's just a dog. It doesn't. We never really tried to train it to do anything special. Yeah, it'll play fetch. Chase squirrels. In college, I worked for a woman named Anne, and she was a quadriplegic. And so I'd go after work early in the morning and then go help her get ready for work. And her dog was trained to not only sense seizures, yeah, like could those do dogs that, are special. grab the remote. Uh, he would shut, uh, turn on and off lights, and then was trained to smell. Uh, carbon monoxide, all this stuff. I mean, it went through a crazy number of hours. I wonder how long it takes. Yeah, I wonder how long it takes to train that dog. It fully. took a while. Andy was very expensive. Yeah. So um, I I want to know, like, the human tricks or, like, uh, the everyday moves that your your pet do, does that we deem phenomenal. Hey, so what would uh, that be? Brian is apparently listening on the app. Tell me about your pooch. Yeah, my uh, Jack Russell Terrier mix has her own blanket that she sleeps on at night. Okay. And when it's time to get up in the morning, she will take and fold that blanket no. up in half. That is amazing. And put it at the corner of the bed where she sleeps. I love it. That is that so or falls on the floor, she'll pull it back up on the bed and fold it See, up. See, now that's, Aww. thank you. I appreciate your call. That's what I'm looking for. You've trained your pooch to do something so special. Yeah, there was a, a video I watched the other day of this little boy and he was laying in his toddler bed and it's pretty close to the floor and the blanket had fallen on the ground and this uh, golden retriever went, grabbed it, covered up the baby. What human wow. moves or pretty phenomenal tricks can your pets do? Hey, Angela, we're talking dog and cat here. My cat and my dog both yep. turn on, would turn on the light. Yeah. I'd say, Tinkerbell, turn on the light and turn off, she'll hit the light button. Turn it off and she'll hit the bottom button. Really? Once I showed her how to do it the first time, she picked up on See, it. See, and that's yeah. the great thing. If you've got a cat or a dog that really, really gets it and they pick it up on the very first time, but I'm into you have that. To but know our- that they're not going to just like do it randomly. Only when you want it. Like, hey, can you turn the lights on? What would be great is if you could get them to walk in front of you 10 feet. And then when you walk into the room, you know what else is great? If you can get the room 
switch where when you walk in by motion, now yeah. you don't have to train your dog. You just put the switch in there. Oh, do you have that? No. Oh. Getting them. Are you really? Oh, we got a stupid dog. Oh. This lady seems like she's nice. I'm placing you under citizen's arrest. For what? For parking too close to my car. Oh, wow. I'll just go. Yeah, just move it. Move. Move it. Oh, no, you don't, princess. Oh, oh that tone just makes me angry. It does. Somebody that thinks that they are uh, equal to or above the law to uh, do a citizen's arrest. One mm. one thing I would heavily weigh is, uh, is it worth you getting hurt? You don't hurt. ever know if somebody is going to brandish a gun or have a knife or overpower you. Or headbutt you in the forehead. Yeah. You know what I mean? And break your orbital bone. I know. I think about all that. I, th- I think if it were someone smaller than me and I would run and I would take them down at the ankles. I think I've been around enough football practices, <laughs> eyes to the thighs. I would be able to take them down. But I would definitely heavily weigh, am I going to get hurt or I not? don't think cops really want you making a citizen's arrest. I think they want you calling the non-emergency line. Yeah. I, I don't think they want you calling 911 if somebody parks a little too close to you. That would be ridiculous. Now, I appreciate you hanging. Lainey, uh, been part of a citizen's arrest here. Well, it wasn't me. It was it was my husband. Okay. So um, we were in the grocery store, and, um, you know, it was a kind of a busy Saturday afternoon, you know, kind of kind of crowded. And there was this guy, like, really creeper, really creeper guy. Yeah. And, and my husband is, you know, he's like, you know, Captain Protecto. So he's always, you know, looking out for, you know, just keeps his eye out, you know. And and this guy, we noticed him, and, well, my husband noticed that he, he was taking pictures of children at the grocery store. Oh, my God. How did he see yeah. this? Like, uh, it, it was, was it pretty obvious that he was doing that? Well, no, because I, 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 my husband was the only one that noticed it, and he's like, check, and he, you know, check out this guy, check out this. So, so we kind of like, kind of followed, like you know, behind him, you know, like maybe fifteen, twenty feet, you know, because you know, you kind of looking at, right. pretending you're looking at the canned soup or whatever, and and it was like, oh my god, there's a little girl, and 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 he just kind of like bent down, like he was going to pick something up from the bottom shelf, Ew. And, and you could see his camera come out, and I'm like, oh my god, he did that. So then my husband, like, hey, 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 hey. <laughs> Yeah. And the guy starts running and my husband's like, not on my watch. This action never happens uh, when I'm out shopping like ever. And did you have to jump into action, too? Or what happened? Well, so there, you know, my husband's a big guy, but this guy was a big guy and, and, and just, you know, full of, you know, crazy at this point. So my I, my husband gets him down and he's like pinned him. He's like, honey, get on his legs. Get on his legs. So I had to sit on this guy's leg. No way. So he tackled oh him. You had to hold him down by the legs. I was sitting on his legs. I didn't, I just, I mean, I, I literally was sitting on his legs. And then the cops came and that's the end of the yeah. story. Okay. Yeah. Did you oh ever find out? Was he a perv? Like, was he wanted for other stuff, or you just didn't follow up? Of course, well, he that's a perv. the weird thing. You know, so yeah, the, yeah, yeah. So I, I, I don't know if he had a record or anything, but I mean, like, you know, the police. We followed up with the police, and they were like, "We, that's that's not public information." So we don't know what happened or what this guy's deal was, but he went to the place he was supposed to go. So Ooh, they're aware of him now. So juicy. Good job. Thank you. See your husband in that situation tackling somebody. <laughs> but he did. Don't you remember that story? So we were walking into the mall and we were going to go get Liam some new shoes so all three of us walk in and then I see this couple in front of me like watching this guy that's walking out right next to us walking out the doors with a whole stack of jeans from American Eagle and probably 20 25 pair of jeans 
And then he starts walking faster and faster. And the guys behind him were like, catch him, catch him. Derek takes off into the parking lot. There was like a, a Jeep Wrangler waiting for him. And they start driving away. The door's like flapping open, you know, like, get in, get in. And he finally gets in. But Derek was like on his tail, kind of. Was he losing the race? It was, he was, it's, he's up against a car. Of course. <laughs> the Playhouse podcast is made possible thanks to Bradshaw and Brian Law Offices. Catch the live show weekdays from 530 to 9 on 1047 KCLD. Now, share this with a friend.